1: To the Towvet, to you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios here in Laurel and Hattiesburg and a rainy Tuesday afternoon. Great show for you. We're gonna have Jeffrey Errington of the Sippy Sports Show uh, on the Eagle Hour here shortly. We're about to join Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. First, though, we want to say hello to our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit and thank them for their support of the show. Next time you're in the mood for delicious barbecue, whether it's dining in or dining at home, make sure you choose Dickie's, and don't forget, Dickie's can cater any event for you, large and small. All right, we're going to start the show today. We're going to talk to Heath at Big Gold Nation. Heath, I got a bone to pick today. My blood pressure's high. My irritation level is at a 15.5 on a scale of 1 to 10. But on the other hand, I'm not terribly surprised. The C Spire Boo Ferris Finalist Awards announced yesterday, and lo and behold, once again this year, whoa, once again this year, it appears to be a personality, or per, uh, I should say a popularity contest for Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Three Ole Miss baseball players in the final five, two Mississippi State, not a single player from Southern Miss, Walker Powell, Hunter Stanley, both ignored, and not even included in the discussion of the best baseball player in Mississippi, Tell me, Heath Hinton, why I shouldn't be livid this afternoon.
2: I think every Southern Miss fan should be pretty upset. I mean, I don't understand how a team, and I put this out yesterday, how a top-20 team with an RPI of 25 doesn't uh, have one, at least one player, one of its star senior pitchers, on the Boo Ferris award list. I mean, you could put Ben Etheridge on there. You could put uh, – Gabe Montenegro, uh, Reed Trimble's been playing real well. There's so many guys you could put on that list. and uh, But you don't have Hunter Stanley who has uh, pitched one of the best games you'll ever see pitched in college baseball, a full nine innings, not giving up a run, taking a game into extra innings with no score, pitching like that with no run support, which was just one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Walker Powell the next day comes in and pitches, you know, a no hitter and you've got an award that doesn't have either one of these guys on it. And you got players on it who have less wins and pretty much comparable ERAs, both Walker and Hunter under three. And you got one guy on there who has four wins. Walker and Powell have eight and five respectively. I just, uh, it's, it almost seems like there there's an attempt to maybe the company that runs this award that really does a lot of sponsorship of SEC really wants to try to get that buzz for SEC to get them some host sites. I just think it's uh, it's a sham. I mean, we all know what it is, but it was, it was sad. I'm glad I'm you know I, I'm just it it's a sad thing.
1: Luke Johnson, you can go, you can go to the uh, the Bailey Howell Award, men's basketball, the Connerly Award, football, the Ferris Award, baseball, and you can you can say you're biased and prejudiced all you want about Southern Miss, but if you go down through the history of this, it has largely been a Mississippi State, Ole Miss award.
0: Yeah, I, I did some breakdown today. State has won uh, the Ferris Award seven times. Ole Miss has won it five times. Southern Miss has won it three times. Uh, Bellhaven won once, so the 16 award winners spread out that way. Only one non-power or non-D1 school winner there. This is the sixth time uh, since Southern Miss has been left off a finalist list. Uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss have been left off uh, three times, but this is the the way the award went from 2004 to 2012. There were three finalists. So, starting in 2013, they moved it up to five finalists. Uh, Mississippi State, in that time with five finalists, has never uh, not had a finalist. Ole Miss has uh, been left with it once, and this is the third time Southern Miss has been has been left. Uh, and and so, to to his point, when you start looking down, and, and again. Our criticism of this is not at any athlete at Mississippi State or Old Miss because certainly the, the guys on this list are, are have been, have outstanding seasons. My beef isn't with the Mississippi State guys. Tanner Allen's batting 379. He's got an OPS of uh over a thousand, uh fifty runs on the year. So no beef with the Mississippi State selection. Sims, the outstanding uh, reliever, struck out sixty-three in in thirty-two innings, and he's got a minuscule five six, point five six ERA. My problem is with the three Ole Miss players. So Graham, the outfielder, other than batting average, he's higher than Trimble, has the exact same line across as Trimble. And then the, the the pitcher that specifically uh, that Heath mentioned, Hoagland for Ole Miss, four and two with a 96 seven, Ks seventeen walks. Ben Etheridge, Walker Powell, and Hunter Stanley best him in every category other than strikeouts, and Stanley ties him with strikeouts. You could make a case that Southern Miss should have had all three of their starters on this finalist list, but there's there's just absolutely it's mind boggling to think that Stanley and Powell were left off. Heath.
2: Yeah, I agree. And and what else is disturbing about it is Southern Miss on that whole list has one guy listed, Arvin Fletcher, and they can't even get his position right. I've never seen Arvin Fletcher line up at outside linebacker. I do think he's probably one of the most uh, valuable offensive linemen in the country, a guy that can play all three positions, a guy that has played all three positions. And this coming year, they'll look to play center, move the center. Hey, he's just a second, so
0: so we can – so we can interrupt just what you're talking about. They did not give the Connerly uh, in December as they traditionally do, so they gave all the awards here at once. So the Connerly, the men and women's basketball came out, the Ferris came out, and and what you're talking about is Arvin Fletcher was the Southern Miss finalist. He's an offensive lineman, but somebody added a B (laughs) on his position, and so he's actually listed as an outside linebacker.
2: Yeah, and... He's the only guy from Southern Miss listed on the whole, all four of the awards, which Malia Grayson should have been. It was just, this year was a, there's an old thing, a Tresham mockery or whatever it is. That's what this is. It's just pure, um, I don't want to say Jackson bias, but man, it's North Mississippi biased. And if, how do you leave, especially off of the pitching how do you leave Southern Miss off? You can't say they're playing inferior competition because Conference USA has been rated the fourth, fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth best conference in America all year. So you can't say that. You can't go into it saying they're playing below par competition because that isn't true. So I just don't.
1: No. No, no d1 I, I just today don't see
2: any way to leave them off there's no way it should have
1: happened d1 baseball today Heath with an article indicating there could be five conference USA teams in the regionals they're now listing uh Florida Atlantic as a you know as a possible regional team uh, that doesn't fly about the competition in baseball I'm not going to argue so much about the the basketball selections and Every school in the state got one, you know, uh, football player mentioned. We we pretty much know that'll either be an Ole Miss or a Mississippi State football player. But baseball, I mean, come on, man! You got five, you got three kids from one school and two kids from another, and, and no player, and and one that you mentioned, you're exactly right. Gabe Montenegro, Gabe Montenegro is not even in the discussion. As one of the best baseball players in Mississippi, well, it's just ridiculous.
0: Here, here's the here's the deal with Montenegro. I actually, re, I was running statistics yesterday. Trimble has a, a, a better, uh, as far as power numbers and OPS, it's better than Montenegro. The average is a little higher with Gabe, but they're both uh, north of 300. But Trimble was the one that really fit the most. But, yeah, I'm with you, either one of those guys. And let me just bring this up, too. Jackson State, who's 31-8 and eight this year, Perfect yeah. in in the swag. So they're 24-0. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. They've got a pitcher with a hundred and one strikeouts. They've got a hitter with that's batting 431. And there's no Jackson State player in this finalist either.
2: Absolutely. That's a travesty too. Absolutely. I wow. agree with you, Luke. It it's all about I'm telling you guys, it's all about getting more press to get those two schools a regional bid. I think states uh, pretty much, they're going to host. I think they're trying to get Ole Miss the more, you can say what you want, but the more press they get, the better it looks for regionals. I really do believe that.
1: Well, that's your finalist. Uh, Three players from Ole Miss, two players from Mississippi State. As, As Luke so rightly points out, two great players at Jackson State. They don't get a sniff and not a single player. On the nationally ranked Southern Miss baseball team, in the conversation as one of the best baseball players in Mississippi. All right, Heath, we took up your segment by ranting and raving, but you were willing to it's join fine. us, right? Is that right? You you were Absolutely. willing to join us? Right.
2: Absolutely, man. Got to right. keep tippy straight now,
1: Nick. All right, Heath, hitting everybody, Big Gold Nation, stick around. We've got a. A new voice in Southern Miss Athletics about to join the Eagle Hour. We're glad to have Jeffrey Arrington from Sippy Show Sports or Sippy Sports Show next. Hang on. southern miss to the top top. you're tuned in to the eagle hour i want to thank heath hinton from big Gold nation coming on the eagle hour today quick reminder john mccormick uh luke and i one of our favorite baseball coaches fau baseball coach will be on the show with us thursday for a couple of segments uh luke and i've had a lot of good times uh visiting uh, with coach mccormick and uh, his staff at conference usa baseball tournaments we always look forward to to talking baseball with him this segment sponsored by campus bookmart and campusbookmart.net that's where you'll find the biggest selection of southern miss apparel anywhere you can shop them online at campusbookmart.net you can shop uh, at hardy street uh, six days a week monday through saturday right across from the southern miss campus all right our next guest uh, making his first appearance on the eagle hour jeffrey errington is the owner creator and proprietor of the Sippy's Sports Show podcast, and uh, it caught our attention. Uh, I know Luke was uh, familiar with the podcast and uh, recently caught my attention, and we contacted Jeffrey, asked him to uh, come on the show with us, which he graciously agreed to do. Jeffrey, first of all, welcome to the Eagle Hour.
3: Man, I appreciate it. How you doing, Bob? Thank you for having me.
1: Well, we're doing good, and we're glad to have you. And, uh, you know, not a lot of good things, Jeffrey, came from COVID-19, but you were telling me that, Your podcast really got created uh, as a result of COVID-19 when Southern Miss fans like yourself couldn't get together. And uh, So talk a little bit about how you began your podcast.
3: Okay. uh, Well, it all started, uh, you know, I grabbed some season tickets this season. My dad, growing up, uh, he was always uh, real attentive to having us go to uh, Southern Miss games and always had season tickets, Got got to see a lot of great, great football throughout the year, some basketball. And um, as I got older, I said, you know what, let me get my kids back involved in it, uh, kind of go back to the games, get some season tickets, and uh, see if I can kind of get that tradition going back again. Well, as I, as I got into it, um, I was going to the games, and some of the games, you know, my kids w- didn't want to go, so I was going to the games by myself. Uh, and and I, I'm, I live in Louisiana, so I was driving, you know, two hours to a Southern Miss game just to get there, sit in the stands, Uh, We couldn't tailgate, so I wasn't really able to socialize with anybody. Uh, So I I would sit there, watch the game, cheer, and then get in the truck, drive two hours back home. And and I just wanted more out of it, Uh, and and I wanted to be able to socialize, tailgate. So I went to YouTube, man, and uh, I did not want to be one of these guys. that. And and I listen to y'all show all the time, and I love how y'all say it, uh, keyboard warriors, love that phrase. Uh, But I didn't want to be one of them guys. I wanted people to be able to see me. Not a not a fake profile picture, uh, but a video of me uh, being able to release some of my stuff. And I like putting my sports memorabilia of Southern Miss in the background uh, and, and kind of change it out periodically to just keep it going. But uh, I, I started it during the COVID, and, uh, man, it's really taken off. And I, it's one of the things that stuck. And uh, it's become a brotherhood of guys that can just – anyone that wants to can just come on uh, you don't have to pay nothing. You don't have to be a member or anything. You just come on, go live, and uh, talk Southern Miss sports,
1: man. There we go. All right, get it here with Jeffrey Luke.
3: Jeffrey, uh,
0: we, you, and I talk uh, sometimes through Twitter, and and what I've been what I've been thankful to see is especially you know during the 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 hiring process of Will Hall. There was like so many guys, uh, and, and we look on on Twitter also. Man, there, there's so many of these fan accounts and people that love Southern Miss and have used social media to pr- promote Southern Miss. And you were one of those guys that, that really started popping up, and and people are like, okay, you know, within 50 to a, you know 50 Twitter profiles or so, people that really care about Southern Miss and are tuned into what's happening. And man, I was really thankful to see that when we hired Coach Hall. Just the the presence. Sometimes we forget in this state of how many people that. That Southern Miss has, and and to your point, you know, even out of state, the uh, Southern Miss Nation is there.
3: Oh, definitely. Um, well, through the whole hiring process, that's another great point, uh, Luke. Uh, during the hiring process, I was over here stuck in Louisiana. Uh, I didn't get the local paper. I wasn't getting the local uh, the local word around town. So, uh, my my only form of communication with the Southern Miss fan base was was social media and I was trying and digging and trying to find anything I could to, to kind of see who our next coach was going to be. Uh, and that kind of uh, – it really helped uh, start the show off as well uh, because people were coming in asking me, and I was like, man, I don't know. Uh, but if you find out, you know, <laughs> send us a message, let us know, and let's get this thing out, man, because we wanted to know who the new guy was. And I, I mean, I think, I think we got the right man for the job. Will Hall has done a phenomenal job. Uh, and he, He's real active on social media, so I love that as a fan.
0: Yeah, we forgot to mention yesterday. Yesterday was Coach Hall's birthday, so from the Eagle Hour and Sippy Sports Show, Happy Birthday to uh, to Will Hall. One of the other things that you did that I thought was funny, and it was one of the ways you kind of created a following. You would just sit at your house, and I'm not trying to make you a nerd, bro, but you would sit at your <laughs> house and film yourself playing NCAA football on PlayStation, and you had you had updated the Southern Miss roster to all of our guys, and you would sit there and give commentary on your own. Gore would juke somebody on your TV, and it was just a really fun way for people to, to and in 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 all all respect it was a, a brilliant move on your part to to kind of get your show out there to people
3: oh oh definitely and, and and i'll tell you this um with with the covid hitting i mean it, you saw it all over the place people going to video games you know we were stuck at home uh we, they didn't want us going to the park they didn't want us doing anything so so i was a victim of the video game bug and when you know, you can go online, download the rosters and up, upload it, upload it, uh, and edit it as much as I could. Uh, and it's funny you bring that up. I actually have a virtual football season coming up. Uh, I got all the teams that we play this coming up season on it, and uh, I start that this weekend. So every week, every weekend, you're going to see, uh, you're, I'm bringing that back and I'm going to, I'm going to run through the whole season, uh, with the teams we play and kind of see what our record is going to be, uh, just simulated season.
1: Jeffrey, he's
3: crazy, Bob.
0: I, yeah, he's,
1: he's crazy. I love his picture, too, uh, that you see on social media. It looks like you've just experienced a to-the-top moment, Jeffrey, uh, which, <laughs> which we all have experienced more than our share of those, right?
3: Oh, for sure, man. I'll tell you the story behind that picture. Uh, I had actually gotten in the truck uh, after one of the games, and I, and I was like, man, what a walk, man. <laughs> I ended up having to walk all the way across campus, and I was all sweaty and I said, man, let me snap a picture and I thought it was funny. I so saw I made it kind of the kind of the gimmick for the uh for the profile picture there.
1: Walked through a lot of those empty parking lots too, I'm guessing, that you kinda of wonder, so why are these parking lots empty and I'm having to walk seven miles to my truck?
3: You ain't lying. I was parked <laughs> over there by the softball stadium by Fourth Street, man.
1: <laughs> all right, where did the name come from? Sippy Sports Show.
3: Oh man, uh there uh, it all started way back um i I was all over the place in high school playing ball and uh i was at a place one time and there wasn't no cups and uh there was a sippy cup in the cabinet and uh, i grabbed it and uh drank out the sippy cup and <laughs> people called me sippy after that and it <laughs> stuck and it, i kind of took offense to it i didn't like it uh i used to get mad about it but over the years it just kind of stuck and uh I thought it. Whenever I was putting this show together, I was thinking, "Man, what could I call this thing?" I don't want to steal anyone's thing, uh, so so I went back to the original Sippy name, uh, and it just it just had a ding to it, man. It sounded funny, so uh, I went with it.
1: How often do you put your show up? Let people know when and where and how they can uh, they can tune in. I think Southern Miss fans that uh, listen to our radio program would would enjoy your podcast.
3: Oh um definitely go to YouTube That's uh where I love doing all my stuff I'm real big on YouTube uh Sippy Sports Show you can find me there um I'm Twitter is my best friend I can go on and at the other teams and do all that messy stuff and oh, it's a, it's a good time on Twitter uh but but I, I love getting on Twitter you can find me there at Sippy Show um also on Facebook man but uh I do want to say uh man it it was Awesome, being able to put this all together and, um, and and start this brotherhood to to have Southern Miss fans get out there and the average fan can give their opinion.
1: Right, Luke.
0: Yeah, and and just going back to that, there's there's been a, a rise of of several podcasts, and again, we don't see. Here on the Eagle Hour, we don't see those guys as, as competition because the way part of the reason this show was created was to provide a spotlight where Southern Miss wasn't getting it. And, and so, you know, we kind of look at some of the podcasts uh, that have popped up, you know, in in the last two or three years. And we kind of, in some ways, we don't think of it as a, as opposition. We think of it as, as a big brother. You know, we were able to, to, to provide content to an audience and you guys are, are are doing the same thing. So yeah, to your point, I, I think there's a lot of people out there, Jeffrey. Um, that want the the voice of Southern Miss to be heard. They want the anthem to be played, and and guys like all of us are able to provide that.
3: Oh, for sure. Um. Well, like uh, another good thing. Well, whenever before I started this, you would go on YouTube, uh, and and there wouldn't be there wouldn't be anyone going live. There wouldn't be anything really Southern Miss related. Uh, there wasn't no one putting anything out on YouTube. So I I went over there and I was like, man, let me listen to the Eagle Hour daily. Let me go over there to Big Gold Nation. Get some. Let let me go to the Eagle Post and see what the world's talking about, right? Uh, But I I would be all over the place and try to get information just to kind of put it on YouTube, man. Uh, And and, uh, it's actually funny because now I'm getting on different people's shows on YouTube. I I was actually on one over in Baton Rouge uh, for LSU, so it was pretty funny. Uh, But Man, it, it, it's just it's going really well, fellas.
1: Uh, well, Jeffrey, we're glad you were willing to come on the Eagle Hour. Congratulations on your good work. Keep talking uh, the Southern Miss talk, my friend, and uh, maybe we can visit with you again down the line. We really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today.
3: Oh, thank y'all so much! And a uh, quick shout out to the Eagle Cowboy, uh, the Gulf Coast Eagle, uh, and all the other Sippy, Sippy Squad guys, man. We'll right. keep this thing going. Another right. minute to the dog doggone top.
1: Good enough, my friend Jeffrey Arrington. Everybody, owner of the Sippy Sports Show podcast. Check it out YouTube. We'll be right back. And miss to the top.
0: Back on a rainy Tuesday. Happy to have you along on the Eagle Hour with us. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel, Mississippi. It is a yeah, it's a overcast, rainy too. Looks like it's going to be this way a lot during the week. Glad there's no uh, midweek game and Eagles getting ready to take on the FAU Owls. We'll have coach John McCormick on later in the week. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can watch all four of those games this weekend down in Boca Raton and of course all as always home of the 8 95 lunch. Kelly Sander joins us on the phone now. Some more uh, news out of Southern Miss softball and and just start just mention a positive note. Destiny Brown and Alyssa Davis being named to the Conference USA All-Conference First Team. So, uh two first team uh All-Conference USA selections, Destiny Brown and Alyssa Davis. Congratulations to them Southern Miss uh, not qualifying for the Conference USA tournament. So, uh, it, it's been a rough go and yesterday we got word two more Golden Eagles entering the transfer portal. Carson Pierce, uh, the outstanding uh, not only hitter but pitcher for the Golden Eagles as the freshman, she's transferring as well as Kaylee Frugge, both of them uh, leaving, and that makes now 11, 11 huh. softball players huh. in the portal. Southern Miss, uh, if they were to play this weekend, of course the season's over, but they would be down to 15 players on the roster. And uh, when you just kind of look at who's all transferred – Taylor Middlebrook transferred in from Mississippi State. She's entered the portal. Reese Earlywine uh, entered the portal. Of course, Madison Rainer from Stringer, Mississippi, back in February, along with Maddie Vazquez and Brianna Blankenship entered the portal. So many uh, players uh, that have been part of this uh, team over the last few years. McKenna Pierce, Carson's older sister, as well as Kaylin Ladner. Kalen Ladner, well respected uh, across the sports at Southern Miss. All of these now, uh, Kelly Sander, have entered the portal. 11. 11 people. And obviously, there is something going on with the softball team, and it's been a point of conversation uh, for the last several weeks around Southern Miss fans.
4: And last week, we addressed it with uh, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean, and he said, you know, pretty much that uh, that what he could say was limited, but he certainly doesn't live with his head in the sand and uh, and knows that that something is going on and it needs to be researched but it, it, it's very important that, that nobody jump to any conclusions I mean obviously the number of that high number of women entering the transfer portal is is an an exorbitant number but several questions have to be asked obviously as to why is this happening is it a is it a situation where the new coastal van wants to Wants to have more players that that are of his uh, style or approach to the game. Um, are are we are we now in a situation where athletes are going to dictate who coaches the team and who doesn't simply based on who they like or who they don't like? Uh, you have to be you have to be very careful here. Um, that that you know a lot of people want to jump to conclusions and say, well, obviously it's the coach. Well, it it may be, but it may not. Uh, because again we 've all agreed that you 're dealing with a different athlete nowadays uh, and again i 'm not i 'm not saying one way or the other what the situation is i don 't know i 'm just saying we can 't jump to conclusions, um, but I think if you get into a situation where athletes are going to dictate who is going to coach them and who isn 't i think it's it 's very precarious uh, grounds there that you walk on uh, when you put um athletes in charge of who coaches rather than the administration. Does that make sense? That's a great
1: point, Kelly. And let me bring this up, Kelly, and, and I don't know that the two are related, but indirectly I, I think it's a symptom of the times. I was told this weekend that there are that there may very well be some transfers off the baseball team when the season is over. And one thing that struck me, and I and I'm not gonna mention any names, but a couple sure. of the kids that names that were brought to my attention are true freshmen. And my question was, well, why would, why would a true freshman want to transfer off a program like this? Playing time. They're not getting enough playing time. And one in one instance, they told me it was the father who had said, something better change or my son's going to transfer. Kelly, whatever happened to the day that you came out of high school and as a freshman, you pretty much knew that you weren't going to play? You had to you had to transition from high school to college athletics, and and you, and you knew that your freshman year for for most every athlete was a was a learning curve. Are those well, days just part of our memory now, Kelly?
4: Yes, and here's why, Bob. And and this is a guy that's got a little bit of experience in this. When it, it it's all comes down to travel ball now, uh, kids don't don't realize that that lots of times that they get to play every inning of every game. From the time that they're eight to the time they're, you know, fifteen or sixteen when they get into high school anyway, it's because mom and dad were paying three hundred bucks a month to make sure that they got to play every inning of every game. So kids get sometimes a false sense of who they are and how good they are. Right? Mm-hmm. They also lose their work ethic because again, mom and dad are paying three or four hundred dollars a month to make sure they get to play. So they don't have to work hard. They don't have to get better. Mm-hmm. It's literally pay for play. So this gets ingrained in the athlete's head that I don't necessarily have to be good. I'm just, I'm going to play, you know, Mm -hmm. and parents start thinking too, that if they write a check, it's guaranteed that their kid is going to get to play. Now to further complicate things, you've got this COVID mess thrown in there where these athletes are all getting these extra years. I mean, it's not going to be unusual to have 23 year old freshmen, you know, (laughs) when -hmm. you take into account medical exemptions and other things that, that athletes could, to um, take advantage of. But the other thing that I think that athletes, and I and I tell high school athletes, and you know I call play-by-play for, for high school baseball, and I tell high school athletes all the time, do not underestimate junior college baseball, particularly in Mississippi. In junior college, if you're good, you're going to play, right? Second of all, you're not getting a 25% scholarship. You're getting pretty much your whole everything paid for room and board and books and, and tuition, you know, all that kind of stuff, all right? And then if you play a year or two of junior college and that Division One school comes calling, they're coming and they're recruiting you specifically to fill a specific need that they have. So you're going to further better solidify yourself as a starter. Lots of times these kids jump into these Division One programs, again, having this false sense of how good they are. Oh, I'm going to start. Well, no, you're not. I mean, you're just not. But they've All got right. mom and dad blowing them up as to how good they are, and and they like the the allure of the Division One glamour. When really, 50 percent of these guys really belong in junior college. Yeah. Your
1: thoughts, Luke?
0: Well, I mean, it's a you have some guys that come out and, and are ready to play. Dickerson was that way, and we saw Trimble last year. You know, Hunter LeBlanc uh, transferred to a JUCO because. Trimble came in and just took over. So it it does happen. But, I mean, there is one that we know about simply because they announced it. Michael Latoulis, who is a freshman out of – New Iberia, Louisiana. He was the number four outfielder from the state of Louisiana coming out. He back in on May the first. He announced uh, that he was entering the transfer portal, and he was a kid that a lot of people were looking forward to. Six two one ninety five, and he's no longer listed on the the baseball roster on SouthernMiss.com. So, I know about Latulus, and you know to, to Kelly's point, be, because these rosters will continue to be so deep. You wonder if they leave. Or you know that people will leave. At the same token, where are they going to go? And switching sports, Jay Ladner told us a couple weeks ago that, you know, like a third of all D1 basketball players are in the portal right now. So where are they going to go? That's the problem. And so you would think uh, guys would understand that. And probably the best thing to do is – to not have a thousand people chirping in your ear. At the same token, it's difficult for guys like Scott Berry and Christian Ostrander, Creel and Nick Amoretti to, uh, Amoretti Amar- to basically protect their players from all those voices. So where coaches were even five years ago, but you know, for certain, 10 years ago, they're having to protect their players now from other institutions, bad voices, and just other things that have been brought about because of the NCAA and because of COVID. This is
1: not a good thing, Kelly Sanner.
4: No, it's not. It's not but, but a case in point is Austin Izio. Okay, Austin Izio originally committed to Southern Miss. You know, what, was, was showed up at Southern Miss in the fall, was going to play. And, and I, I might have this a little bit wrong. But the bottom line is, is he left Southern Miss. It didn't take him long to figure out where he was in the pecking order, and it wasn't where, where he liked. So he went... He went to Pearl River and is a starter now at Pearl River. So I would suggest that, that he now, you know, getting to play every single day and getting 100% of your scholarship pretty much, you know, pretty, pretty much all of your education paid for is a much better situation for any player to be than to be sixth on the depth chart and, you know, maybe, maybe getting a little bit of a scrap of, uh, of scholarship money when tuition continues to go up and I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing the Division I programs at all. I'm just saying, you know, if you're concerned about money and playing time, maybe you really need to give it a, a real strong thought as a freshman going into college where you want to be, a Division One school or a junior college. Right,
1: right. Think it out where you want to go, what's best right. for you. And when you make that commitment, live up to the commitment. Honor the commitment that you've made. Old school again, isn't it, Kelly? These old guys, old guys sitting on a bench fussing about stuff, right? Yeah,
4: but it's but it's just not uh. sports, Bob. It's society too. I mean, the divorce rate. Nobody nobody wants to stick things out anymore. It's just quicker to get rid of it.
1: And the exception to the rule is Kelly Saner, who continues to be a Cincinnati Bengal fan, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is something we should all respect. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
0: Final segment on this rainy Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training located on... Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. On rainy days like this, go in and hitting those fine cages. They've even got uh, the last batting cage has a computer hooked up to it. You can pick a college stadium or a pro stadium. It'll show you where you're hitting the ball. And uh, even if you hit home runs, I did not hit any of those last week. But Bat D1 Training, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour on Hardy Street, home of the Luke Johnson 5-40. to And we appreciate their sponsorship <laughs> of For the, the swollen Eagle knee. Hour. Yes, uh-
4: yeah, Luke. By the way, did I, you ever
0: I exercised it yesterday?
4: Did you ever give that little girl her Hannah Montana pink softball bat back when you're using it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. What's going on? Go ahead, Luke. It,
0: it didn't. <laughs> it didn't happen. So I mean, he just just make some things. I mean, he just literally uh, he's
4: a different. Yeah, right. some things. Like, anyway, like the five two forty didn't happen either. Right. Right. I mean, right. lasers don't
0: lie. Just because we would have had to pull the sundial out on you, don't be (laughs) jealous and don't be a hater, okay? Wow. All right. So along with Alyssa Davis and Destiny Brown being named Conference USA uh, first team in softball, Heather Hill and Hannah Borden also named to All-Conference USA All-Academic team uh, this a couple days ago, so congratulations to all four of those ladies. All right, Bob, you'll be excited about this, your favorite Southern Miss sports. In men's tennis, Hmm. all the way from Uzbekistan, Hmm. freshman Olamjan Nabeev. I nailed it. I practiced it during the <laughs> during the commercial. Uzbekistan. I nailed John Nabiev, eight and one this year in in men's tennis. Southern Miss had the highest winning percentage in Conference USA singles. They won eighty nine percent of their matches, and uh, he earns All Conference uh, Second Team today. So congratulations to Olam John Nabiev, Southern Miss freshman from Uzbekistan. And then, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, if you missed it. Uh, they pushed the Connerly back. Uh, didn't award it in December. Going to award all of these, um, all all of these awards uh, coming up. Arvin Fletcher, although the official press release had him listed as an outside linebacker to add insult to injury, he is a Southern Miss offensive lineman and he's a Southern Miss finalist for the Connerly. And again, we shall let you know that there were zero. Count them: goose egg, zero, black hole, zero. Southern Miss finalist for the Boo Ferris. Award. Kelly, we maybe just in passing get uh, get your comments on that.
4: Well, I would think that the fact that they can't even get Arvin Fletcher's position right, that pretty much tells you his chances of winning.
1: <laughs> That's um, a pretty good point.
4: <laughs> you know. When, <laughs> when they can't. They don't even have respect for the kid to get his position right, for right,
1: right, right.
4: And Uzbekistan, that's right outside of Yazoo City, isn't it? Bob? It is, and, I,
1: and I'm so glad Luke brought that up. I've been a lifelong Uzbekistan tennis fan, and I know you have too, Kelly. And uh, yes, I, I believe that is just southeast of Yazoo City. Yes, about okay, 10 now, miles. See, I
4: from. thought it was northeast. No, it's, okay, so, it's definitely
1: southeast, I think. I'm,
4: I'm really. glad you set that straight. And, and the last thing I want to tell you guys is, is I'm I'm fully prepared now for this gas shortage that the media says we're going to have. Um, yeah. You Guys, be, you guys, be proud of me. I, I yeah. went to uh, to Wards today and got two dozen <laughs> foot long chili dogs. So,
1: so a lack of gas is not going to be your problem. Is that what correct. you're saying, Senator?
4: I, I'm, I'm i just, I'm good for the rest of the month.
1: Look, right, I'll let you follow up on that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And again his mic goes silent. Mingle
1: dot com <laughs> and
0: Match dot com have now deleted his third, fourth, and fifth ghost accounts on those websites.
4: <laughs> well I'm just I'm just trying to I'm here to help. I'm just I'm just here yes, to help.
1: Yes, he's uh full of it, so to speak.
4: <laughs> do, do we I will be soon. Uh do we know anything on, on these potential makeup games of, you know, his LaTeX gonna
1: Need to play that extra game? to or, or, Yeah, I hear rumor we're going to play another game. Is that is there any truth to that, Luke?
0: There, there was you know kind of a gentleman's agreement midseason that if FIU were to make the tournament, um, that they, they would be playing. And I assume it would be here. That's what Coach Barry said yesterday. Whoever we were going to play going to be play here. Now that could have changed in the last three or four weeks. It's been about three or four weeks since that was said. Uh, but yeah, if, if I, what the team that was thrown out was FIU, so you got to think if that falls through, there's another on the horizon. Coach Barry said yesterday that there was one or two possibility, a couple possibilities for us. And you know, he didn't he he said um, yesterday on another program he didn't obviously want to play four games, may not even play three games, but he at least wants to get two games in uh, next weekend in order just to kind of keep the arms in shape before the conference tournament.
4: And the Region 23 Baseball Tournament will take place next week in Poplarville. Uh, you've got Pearl River and Hines, and it'll want to get some great junior college teams that are going to be in Poplarville. So if you still have a baseball fix at the higher level, uh, Poplarville is going to be the place to be at the Region 23 tournament. That starts next Monday and runs through next Thursday. And you'll get to see some, uh, some Southern Miss signees all over a bunch of those teams, including Landon Harper, the ace reliever from Pearl River, who has signed to go to Southern Miss. So, um, you baseball folks, fans, still have a chance to see some, some good baseball while the Eagles are uh, getting ready for the tournament.
1: All right. Uh, Kelly is back from Wards and. Uh Back home in case anyone wants to give him a call. feel wow. sorry for Louie. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Dude, I've, I've got sorry. I've got security all around the yeah, house. So poor Louie. Yeah. Louis. And, and Louie doesn't have anything to even say about this, does he, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: he's, he's on guard right now, making sure nobody gets to all the front right. door.
1: Back know? tomorrow at 1 o'clock if they let us back on the air. Until then, Southern Miss. To <laughs> <Enjoy> the top. into the future. Fly like a to
2: the sea. I fly like an eagle, let my spirit I want to fly like a free. I go the, the
0: A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.